It would be just another summer day in the desert for Joseph. He had just stepped into the doorway as the sun and servants began to rise. Before they started their day, their master Potiphar ordered them to check in with the new guy. Their master liked Joseph so much he promoted him to supervisor. But it didn't seem like anyone was jealous. It seemed like the whole house and household was blessed just because Joseph was there. Hey, morning, fellas, Joseph called out. Morning, Joseph, they replied. Let's do roll call just to make sure everybody knows what they're supposed to do today. Hey, I'm, I'm going to feed the cows, Joseph. Uh, okay, that's good. And, and I'll water the camels, Joseph. <laughs> Silly things will drink the whole Nile if I let them. <laughs> I'm sure they would. Don't let them, though. <laughs> we need that water. Our breakfast is on the table, sir. All right, here we go, guys. It's time to dig in gator and eggs again. Anybody seen Piddlesmythe? Uh, yeah, I believe he's working on Potiphar's lariat chariot. Okay, so he's already headed down to oh, 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 O'Reilly. Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> that day couldn't start it any better. Joseph checked off all the boxes, gave a nod, walked outside. He saw the hired help hurry off to work. Joseph reached down, straightened up the mat, and headed back inside. Potiphar was already up and gone, and it would be hours before he would be home and the other servants would join him again. Joseph was getting used to life in Egypt. It was tough at first, but God had favored him and Potiphar had promoted him. Before he landed in Egypt, he was just a young 17-year-old junior in Canaan High. Until his brothers kidnapped him, sold him into the slave trade, and made up a story to their dad about him being mauled by a wild beast. Joseph was in a foreign land where nobody knew him, and nobody from home was looking for him. As he grew up, he bulked up. Now nobody who knew him would even recognize him. He hardly recognized himself. That morning he thought about home, about his aging father, his ten betraying brothers. And suddenly his attention was snapped back to the here and now when Potiphar's wife advanced toward him. He stood up out of respect for his master's wife, but she didn't walk by him. She walked to him. She got within arm's reach. She reached for his hand and whispered, Follow me, Joseph. She turned to walk away toward her room, expecting this handsome young man to follow. Nobody else was home. Nobody else would see. Nobody else would know. It would be her secret and his. So what did he do? Find out right after this. Good day to you, Simplify listeners. You're listening to L.J. Harry, and you're listening to Do Right Anyway on Simplify. Joseph just stood there stunned, maybe flattered, but mainly stunned. And this young man, this young godly man, full of integrity in a foreign land where nobody would ever know, spoke up and told her no. Joseph knew he wouldn't just be breaking up a marriage and wrecking a home. He knew he would be sinning against God. He would not just disappoint his boss or lose his job. He would disappoint his God because Joseph understood, even if I don't know if God knows where I am, he knows where I am and he knows what I'm doing. When the sun rose the next morning, Potiphar was gone. The servants were gathering. Joseph got them on their way once again, went back inside, and as he pulled the door shut behind him, Potiphar's wife was waiting for him. Just like yesterday, she took him by the hand and said, Follow me. But again, Joseph refused. This same sensual scene played out day after day after day. After the servants left, she tempted him, so he stayed out of her way. She walked this way, he walked that way. He was the 
supervisor in the house. He knew her schedule, and he was able to get his work done and steer clear of the temptress's temptation. Until one day, she would not be denied, and certainly she would not be ignored. After her husband was gone, the house was clear. She cornered Joseph. She grabbed him by his robe. And Joseph bolted out of there so fast, he bolted right out of his robe, leaving her with his robe in her hand. Now her unbridled desire has spiraled to untempered rage. He had denied her. He had ignored her. Now he had spurned and humiliated her. And she had had it with his holier-than-thou Hebrew slave. As soon as her husband came home, she ran to him and weaved a tearful tale of how Joseph tried to seduce her. But when she cried out for help, Joseph fled, leaving his robe in her hand. And she still held the evidence in her hand to convict him. This would be a cupcake case for the prosecution. Joseph was a man of shining integrity. Joseph should have been applauded. Instead, he was imprisoned. Genesis 39 reads, The Lord was with Joseph. I believe the Lord was with Joseph largely because Joseph was with the Lord. Joseph's day is a whole lot like our day. Life was cheap. Morality was cheaper. But when Joseph stood for God, God stood with Joseph, and God was with Joseph. Even though he still went to prison, Joseph did not go alone. God was with him in the prison. Just because we do right, doesn't mean everything will turn out right. And that's all right. Do right anyway. Even if you stand for godliness and righteousness and morality and honesty, you may not be applauded. You may be imprisoned. You may be fired. You may fail a class. So what do we do if doing the right thing seems to turn out wrong? We do right anyway. Your boss might fire you. Your professor might fail you. Your family might leave you. If you just gave up your integrity, you might be able to keep your job. You might be able to keep your A in the class. You might be able to keep a close relationship with your family, but you lose your integrity in the process. You have to ask yourself, we have to ask ourselves, is that a worthy trade? If I keep everything, but I lose my integrity, did I gain? Jesus said it like this. What would you gain if you gained the entire world and you lost your soul? I would ask you, what do you gain if you gain everything the world has to offer, but nobody can trust you? Nobody can believe you because you gave up your integrity in the process. I don't think that's a fair trade. When you stand toe-to-toe with temptation, stand firm. Hold firm to your integrity. No matter who pressures you or promises you the world, hold tight to your integrity. Integrity is a gift from God that the world cannot take away. We have to give it away. But when we stand for God and stand for righteousness, we will find out what Joseph found out. God stands with those who stand for him. Let's pray. I'm sure there's somebody out there listening who's being tempted even now to do the wrong thing. Maybe your boss has asked you to lie on this, cheat on this, cut a few corners here and there. Maybe a classmate has asked you to help them out by giving them some answers or letting them use your paper or your assignment. Whatever it is, whatever area of integrity that is being tested and tempted right now,
I want to pray that God would give you the strength and the courage and the faith to hold tight to your integrity and discover God does stand with those who stand for him. Lord Jesus, I ask you to help us today. Help us to do right. Help us to live right. Help us to live righteously. No matter what it might cost, no matter what we might have to lose, I pray help us to stand for righteousness and integrity and godliness. Help us to do right anyway, even if it doesn't turn out right. I ask you today, Lord, for those who are being tempted right now, in whatever area of their life they're being tempted, I pray, God, you would give them the courage, give them the faith, give them the boldness, the conviction to stand for righteousness and godliness. Help us, Lord, to do right just because it's right, and we don't want to sin against you. We want to be right with you. Help us today, Lord, I pray, and Jesus, I know you will be with us, and I thank you for that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, Simplify listeners. Appreciate you tuning in. I am honored and humbled that you have chosen to make Simplify a part of your devotional life and helping you walk closer with Jesus. So thank you so much. If you know somebody right now going through something, dealing with something, maybe facing temptation, would you please share this episode with them? Let them know that somebody in history faced the same battle they're facing. Certainly Jesus did. He was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. Let him know about this guy named Joseph who did right. God stood with him. And if you read the rest of the story, you'll find out he was promoted far higher than he could have ever gotten just by climbing the ladder by himself, especially if he chose to give up his integrity. Read his story in Genesis 37. It's amazing. And keep reading it all the way through Genesis 50. If you haven't already, please be sure to click subscribe so you know every time every episode drops and you won't miss anything here on Simplify. And you can pick up a copy of either one of my books, Simplify, the devotional, or the brand new book called 10 Words, a practical look at the Ten Commandments. You can pick both of those up at Pentecostalpublishing.com or Amazon. Next week, I want to share with you a devotion in the form of a question. I want to ask you, what are you doing? I'm looking forward to sharing that with you next week and always look forward to walking closer with Jesus as we walk through Simplify.